everybody. Before we dig into today's podcast, I hope everyone is doing well. Artists, photographers, neon makers, vendors, shop owners. If you just love neon and if one day you hope to own your own sign, whoever you are, I hope you're all okay during these trying times. Number two is our merch. If you ever wanted to wear something with the intent to feature neon front and center, it's online. Hit merch on the main nav on the site and so on. And last, text us, 917-565-9616. Love to hear from the community, general thoughts, musings, and or whoever we should have on the show. Whatever it is, hit us up, and here is your podcast. Welcome to the Mondo Neon Show. Argon, neon, helium, xenon, krypton. Transform and roll out. Welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, Mono Neon here, Max. I'm with Carl Gordon from Australian Neon Services, all the way out in Australia. Thanks for coming on. No worries, Max. So this is fun. Uh, you know, oftentimes I really get to bring a lot of relevance to the topic of neon, and it's not lost on me for for anything. Uh, Carl's all you know again is is 35 plus years in the business is a very much a, a you know I'm sure a personal story. But, you know, these questions of life expectancy, things happening in different countries, you know, around Neon, um, you communicate very well on, on social media. So the second I was able to kind of understand what the work was about, you know, it's, it's a really exciting shop, a really cool brand. I want everybody to understand what it is. Maybe just start where you are, you know, where you kind of business came in. Um, like, what were the events like for, for you? Like, had you gone into a different shop? Had you been through that before? Did somebody kind of induct you like, hey, get over here, check this out type thing? Uh, you know, take our listeners through that unique path of, you know, finding Neon and, and, and creative ways uh, to kind of accessing what it is that you do now. So, like, I started off, like, my, the interest I got in Neon Signs was an art teacher because I grew up in New Zealand and, you know, it was a small city. I don't think there was even a neon sign in our city. And so it always piqued my interest when he said, oh, you should learn how to make neon. And when I was young, I was really into surfing. And so I came to Australia to go surfing and oh, I did that for a couple of years. And then when I moved to Melbourne, I um, was just going through the paper one day and I saw a job advertised for a to learn neon glass bending so i applied for it and i got the job and from the first day i did it i just loved doing it you know when i joined two bits of glass together i just thought it was just amazing and i never stopped since then and that's kind of cool like for any of the listeners that are kind of too young to really break things down i mean let's really kind of set the tone you open up you know how you got a job realistically back in those days right you'd open up the paper and you look for work i mean the idea yeah. that we now go on a phone if you told anybody that, hey, I went through the paper day to look for a job, they'd literally probably look you square in the face and laugh at you, right? But that's literally where you would go. You'd go to the paper under the classifieds and look for this sort of thing. And it's just unique that somebody was actually advertising at this time for, for Neon Sign Show. Yeah, like uh, I was pretty lucky because the factory, it was a Claude Neon factory. And um, when I started there, it was like just before computers came into the signage industry so i kind of got to witness the old way of you know doing all the layouts and everything like that so um i got a perspective of the old way of making signs before it really changed and that's fun i mean 
how had you been you know what was dismissible like tell what's a funny story from back in the end that day like can you think of like when was the moment where you're like oh my gosh i can't i like i can't fucking believe this is happening like are we really at the time where computers are now coming in did you imagine it being that simple or you know maybe a funny story of like first starting out that you were like oh this is this is gonna this is gonna be quite a ride like do you think back uh, on those times <laughs> it was funny because like the the factory it took up a whole city block and but and the only other building on that city block was a a pub a bar <laughs> and so like these the guys that used to do the layouts at lunchtime especially on a friday they would the only other door out of the factory was out of their side of the building so they used to go straight to the pub and then like the layouts in the afternoon you could tell the difference because <laughs> they'd been drinking for at least an hour and they'd come back so that was kind of funny that, that's you know and those are the unique things like i mean you can't imagine i mean you know a certain hour of the day you know it can only help enhance the work or drastically reduce the number of signs that get made right one or the other yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> It may like help a little bit with the bending, but then in the end, right? Um, 19, I mean, so the stage is set, you know, 88, you start crafting signs. How do you, you know, are you developing your own idea for a business? Like what's the point where you kind of strike on you and say, you know what, I've got this, I'm gonna go off and do my own thing. Um, like I always had it in the back of my mind to start my own business doing it. But I think, especially in the sign industry, it's really good to work for other people and get a, um, an idea of how things function. And I probably, so I worked in Neon for maybe oh, 15 years before I started my own business. And that, that was great because I worked with a lot of different glass vendors and I learned a lot of things from different people which has really served me well because, you know, like over a period of time, you build up knowledge and it, uh, it helps you in your own work and, 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 and how to run a business as well too. And I think a lot of people really sort of struggle with that. So I think one of the unique things I'm, I'm just hearing is that, you know, it's good to sort of see how the business is operating, start at the ground level and then kind of develop your own approach. Had you gone directly from, Hey, this is really cool. Let me go out and figure it on my own. I mean, it, could have been somewhat catastrophic, right? I imagine. Oh yeah. And like I, I work for people where I observed that happen because they were too immature. Um, you know, their social life was interfering with their work life. And I think that's just a product of when you're younger, you do those kind of things, but you know, as you get more responsibility, if you get family and have children, things change over time, you know? Yeah. And I think that could be, um, it's just a good experience I think too, to have, you know, when you get into it, um, I've seen a lot of really cool work where you're doing a lot of now refurbished signs at, at home. You know, what's it been, you know, being in, Mel in Melbourne and, and having that moment where people come in with these kind of awesome signs of the past, are you able to go back and look at images? Do people give you feedback on what to do? Like, how do you approach something like that? Cause it's always kind of one of those 50, 50 things, you know, like, was it blue? Was it red? I mean, obviously if existing glass was still on the sign, if it is, um, you know, are you able to kind of guide them in that direction or I guess doing refurbished work in general, is it, is it kind of a fun way to kind of get, get things up and running again? Yeah, I think, um, like I've known quite a few older blokes who are kind of moving out of the industry now, you know, they're retiring. And so 
the knowledge of the signs is kind of it's passed down a little bit so you you uh, kind of know where these signs were or you might have seen them in the past and also um, who these people were that made them in the past and like there's a lot of photos around of neon in Melbourne and I collect books and I've got newspaper articles and stuff like that so you kind of always have a finger on the pulse of you know what's happening mm -hmm. at the time and and you know with a view to the past as well it's been remarkable too to see not only the historical change but also the ability now to kind of chart history if you will with the internet you know yeah sort of like loose books here and there right and then word of mouth <laughs> like where would you yeah, go exactly <laughs> and if it was printed in the paper you know nine times out of ten i bet you it was in black and white right because costly you know the front page was the only thing in color at the time right i imagine so yeah exactly you get kind of a sketchy past you know that's what i, I really wish we had was you know when people go back in these images you ever see the old photos like the war photos where they colorize them right like yeah yeah never meant to be in color um, there's a few that they did a neon I've seen recently. I can't really recall what they were, but it was just fun to see the whole city. There was a sign that they kind of did. One of them had neon in it and, uh, it was like a metropolis type setting and you could really, it, it just changed the whole dimension. It was like a blue color. It was one of the earlier neon signs that were lit. And, uh, I think it was Paris actually. And it just having the ability to go back and imagine what it was like to just be there and have that much neon and, and featured live up top on a, on a building was kind of fun you know you could almost think about what the colors were i mean did the city have a, a has a, had a history with neon for many years I've yeah noticed. like there is actually quite a um quite a history with neon in melbourne and like there's probably oh there'd be one two maybe five historical sites that i've refurbished over the last 10 15 years and they're um they're listed as historical sites, so they'll always be maintained. That's such a fun thing to think of too. Like every, and I do admire this, every city has its its neon claim to fame, if you will. And even towns that don't necessarily have like a large sign. I mean, you still can kind of look and find a couple of kind of, you know, unique options for as far as neon goes. Um, yeah, there's a really famous one in Melbourne. It's called, uh, they call it the Skipping Girl Vinegar Sign. Yes. Yes, I've seen it before. You know, if I don't shout Emma Kate Hart, who's also a Melbourne neon artist, that's actually the first time I found it was in her video. Um, and what a wonderful artist. She's based in Melbourne and has a, a history with making neon. And uh, it was this unique video. I think it was like a uh, aerial shot of the sign. And uh, I remember thinking, "Wow, I wish we had one of those in New York City." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how we could get one, but clearly, it was one of my ideas is to be like, "Oh yeah, I wish that was somewhere close by," because it's just such a it's such a unique sign. A to begin with, like it's such a it's such a unique piece, but it's also very visible and it's also animated, which is just cool in and of itself, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, There's actually another sign that I refurbished, or oh, probably probably about six seven years ago which i think is the oldest functioning neon sign in australia and uh some break place yeah and that's still going i drove past it probably about a month ago that's fun what would you say i, I mean that was yeah. what's been like the, the most late, favorite? late 40s early 50s it might have been the first sign that's first cool. neon. 
do any do any hold a special you know do you ever go by because people do this all the time on instagram and i think even for myself if you've had a hand in, in putting anything in neon up and listeners that listen to this too i mean if you've done any neon installations you know what it's like you kind of can go back and every time you pass by that sign you're like oh man that was the one or or that was such a, a unique because they all have their own kind of unique stories right you, yeah. you go down there the shop owner or the person or the individual obviously clearly it's a working relationship do any do you do you think back on any of them were there any kind of amazing moments where you started at you know started at this and it ended up like that type thing <laughs> yeah I, I this one that springs to mind which is kind of funny is because like i used to uh cycle to work and a lot of times i'd go really early in the morning and because i i in summer when it's really hot so i get on my bike and you know cycle at five o'clock in the morning or something like that and i'd made the sign and i forgot about it and they must have put it up the like the day before and it was a sky sign and i was riding my bike and i was going down the street and i was thinking it looks like the sun's coming up but it was actually this clear red neon sign that I've made. <laughs> so that was pretty cool, you know. It's, <laughs> it's like, like it was like at, it was like at the end of the street that I was cycling down, and I was thinking that wasn't there yesterday. Is the sun coming up or something? But it was the sign that I made. <laughs> yeah, I find that with with music sometimes. You know, you get caught in a moment where you're like listening to something like a like a, a siren or something like that, and you turn around, and you're like, "There's nothing there," but in your head, you're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, there's you know, that's the I think that's the place where art can take you is like yeah yeah transport exactly. you. it's so <laughs> light is such a an element in and of itself you can't really explain it it just hits you and then you know before you know it, you're like oh my gosh like you're seeing it in a different way um i just think it's funny like optical illusion to the guy who made the sign to begin with so <laughs> <laughs> yeah but also like driving around uh, you know like when my kids were younger we'd be driving around the city and i'd go oh, i made that one yeah i did that one there i did that one there so oh yeah like cool kids like rolling your eyes right like oh yeah sure okay and then you know but little bit of, <laughs> right i mean i think as as sign people we're kind of a, a weird breed i mean and if anybody you talk to and you know what i'm talking about there's a lot of people who have collected signs who actually go back and, and we've had many on the show they're excellent they they go and they document and they also take uh, photos. There's this whole team of them in the States. Um, and what's unique about that is, you know, they've got all these war stories like, oh, I had to get up at this hour. I had to go shoot it at this time. I had to go. And they talk about them as if they're like, you know, real, you know, real, you know, people like they're like, oh, this one here and this one here. And, and what you find is that each one has, you know, a personal story, you know, like I had been, up for eight hours and all of a sudden I came across this sign and lo and behold, I feel like those stories are only existing like neon people, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know, they're, they start yeah, talking. I must admit we're a weird breed <laughs> and I have met some of the strangest people in my life doing this. <laughs> and, you know, in working on that other neon, I've noticed you work with other artists, which I want to touch on was uh, Tom and Dare's work. I didn't actually know, his work at all prior to actually looking at your account and uh what's unique about his work is it's architectural but there's other things as well involved you know you start talking about like um i don't know if they're photos or paintings or whatnot how how i mean your work is extremely artistic and would to to a high degree i think it's a fun and very exciting way to kind of channel neon 
have you yep. have you gotten the chance to was it as simple as you know someone walking into your shop do you, do you talk to people locally like for instance artists what what's been your i guess counterpoint to that you know have you been able to work with other artists easily or accessible -wise? yeah like um you know because you're running a business when you're making your own artwork you, you know not i'm not really i don't consider myself a commercial artist i'm not really that kind of person you know my business is making me on so when someone comes to me it's just like a it's not only a business transaction because you're trying to help them realize their vision as well and so just through technical knowledge and i kind of help them through what they're trying to achieve you know just the physical parameters of what they're trying to do and then just you know the knowledge of the light and how it works as well but tom adair you know the guy is he's a really dynamic thinker and uh i really like working with him he's i don't consider him a customer you know he's like a really good mate of mine and, and so, there's a lot of really amazing examples on your account too i mean for anybody who's listening who, who enjoys combining different types of elements you know if you want to experience that for yourself please go on you know we'll put some links in the show notes as well to the to your instagram but when i imagine other neon artists and doing things with it it's fun um you know to to have other ways of you know because we do talk a lot about commercial work on the show but there's an awful lot of artists as well and i think it's always interesting to see you know how neon makers can also work with other artists and combine to really make exciting stuff i mean it's a lot of fun to see the, the different combinations of things that people come up with you know you'd be surprised you know so uh, especially yeah, at time, and like yeah. getting back to tom as well like we've done uh probably three or four commercial jobs together as well like nightclubs and uh restaurants and they have been some of the most challenging jobs i've ever done before but saying that they're probably some of the best work that I've ever done as well, you know? And I think artists do that too. Like when you can collaborate on that level, you know, it's not easy to see. I mean, I've been in some of those exchanges before and it's like, hey, can you do this? And then, you know, <laughs> the neon vendor or whoever it is that you're working with, the group will counter that and say, no, that's not possible. I think some of the best art is made by restrictions, you know? When everybody yeah, yeah, has tons exactly. of money and has as much neon as possible and as many types of glass as you want, uh, I don't think you get the same type of work. I think the caliber of work, you know, tends to be this versus that, you know, versus like, this is the budget for the movie. You've got two weeks to shoot it, right? And you come out with like, I don't know, Halloween or something like that, right? So, <laughs> you know, and you're like, how did that happen? Um, but it was just, you know, the right time, the right place, the right people, you know? Um, yeah, and like, um, during this lockdown period, like, of the work through artists has actually been quite good, you know, because people who buy art aren't really traveling at the moment. So they're spending more money in art. So that kind of work has been really good over the last two months. It's kind of kept me going, you know, uh, for some weeks. And I think a lot of ways too, it's probably giving you a lot back. It sounds like, you know, I think the, the days of, you know, Hey, can you bend 30 of these signs? I mean, I hope we don't get back to that point. I'm sure it provides a lot of people with additional business and I'm sure it's exciting, you know, kind of, at, especially at this point in time for artists to, or at least shops to keep, keep open. But it's nice to hear that other, there are other means of, of, you know, getting, getting that. Yeah, 
you know, yeah, yeah, it's rock stone. and it's. Oh, I was going to touch like, on too um, the uh, the open science. One of my th favorite things that you've done, and, and what I'm going to ask to you is the open science to nominate a favorite local business or restaurant. This is exciting because there's a lot of really tough times ahead. We don't know what's certain with COVID, but one thing that I did want to really point out is that this exciting contest that you ran where you had these were open signs. And for anybody who doesn't know, you know, the point across is just, hey, we are a business. We are trying to, you know, maintain public image here and let people know that we are available to them for whatever reason, whatever service you are. How has that, you know, where did that come from? Were you thinking uh, about that? Was that? Like, that was my wife's idea. Like she, because like in the early stages of the COVID thing, and we had like really bad forest fires here at the end of last year as well. And so things were really tight at the beginning of the year. And when the COVID thing hit, you know, things were really tight. And so she came up with some marketing ideas and that was one of them. And it was a really great experience because over that period, you know, when you chose who to give the, the sign to, you met these people that had businesses going for 30 years that everything had just come to a standstill, you know, or people that had, had started a business and it was right at the beginning of COVID and they didn't know what to do. So you, you saw from other people's perspective where things had gone wrong, you know, and they had, it was nothing that they had done. It was just the situation they were in. And yeah, so I really like that idea. It's such a, an exciting time, especially when you look at just doing good things is really really something that I, I, I really want to promote with this show and uh, and that for me is just such a classic way of, of not only like you said is getting getting your work out there but using that that momentum to help kind of transform people's conversations from hey you know I need a neon sign can you finish it in a couple of weeks to hey have you seen what this guy did for us you know he's down the road like he's got this incredible shop you should go check him out if you never need anything type thing so yeah and like uh, I'm a firm believer in, you know, like those things, they, they always come back to you, you know, and it's the personal relationships that you um, get with other people through businesses. That, that's how business continues, you know, is through uh, the relationships you build with people. And, you know, you don't, you don't really have to do that much because people keep coming back to you and they tell, their, you know, other people that want stuff. Mm -hmm. And I like also to your wife executed quickly, you know, it was kind of like, hey, what can we quickly do to strategize and put this into play? And, you know, what better way? I think it's very, I think her intuition was on the money. So you should, you should uh, give her, give her a raise for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that said, I mean, listen, I think we've talked a lot about the different stuff. Um, you know, what's, what are you guys up to next for the, the shop? Anything exciting coming up that you, you want to uh, just raise, put, put, put people on to let them know uh, what's happening? Um, well, I'm, at the moment, I'm doing another refurbishment sign, which is a big cafe sign, double-sided. I would say that it would be made in the 1960s. So I'm doing that. Um, I'm working on some of my own artwork as well. Uh, what else am I doing? Very cool. Yeah, Carl, it's been um, a real fantastic. Anybody listening, please go check out uh, Carl's uh, Instagram, which is the, uh, it's on Aust Neon is what it is, A-U-S-T Neon. Uh, links in the show notes. Please, uh, Australian Neon, check them out. 
uh, Carl, I thank you very much for coming on the show, doing this, especially at the uh, top of the morning in Australia. And uh, you know, all the best to Aussie as well. No worries, Max. Anytime. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that show. If you haven't done so, please leave us a review on your podcast aggregator of choice. We have a lot of great neon guests coming up. And as always, thanks for listening.